Welcome to the River Life Podcast. As you listen, we pray that you will encounter Jesus and allow His words to wash you anew. May He reveal more of who He is to your heart. Here's the message for this week. A new sermon series as, as this year begins, we're starting a new mini-series, a New Year mini-series about, about preparing our hearts for the Lord to move this year. And how can we prepare our hearts and ready our hearts for what the Lord may be doing and moving in our lives? Just as the Lord commanded the Israelites to enter the promised land, the Lord's calling us to get ready. Some of you are starting a new job. Some of you are being transferred to a new department. Some of you are joining a new organization. Some of you are starting a new business, getting married. And this call to advance we need to be able to hear God's voice and to obey the Lord in this new year. A call to active obedience, faithfulness, and wholeheartedness. Our first sermon series of this year, Preparing for God to Move, will help us to posture our hearts as God moves in our lives. So let's welcome Elder E. Young, who will kickstart this new mini-series. Elder E. Young. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Okay. Thank you. Happy New Year, River Life. Happy New Year, Happy New Year River Life. Year. Hallelujah. You know, how many of us were at watch night yesterday or early this morning? Wow, we have many survivors from our watch night service. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, yesterday we, 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 I felt led at the watch night service to release this word. And I believe it, it is a word in season that the Lord ha- that the Lord's heart has for us, and the word is a, a double portion. A double portion. Uh, you know, yesterday, it wasn't planned at all. We had about 100 people gathered in Victory Chapel, you know, and uh, it wasn't an accident that our Abang Aaron actually ordered Teochew porridge. Guess how many packs he ordered for? 200, that's right. So I told everyone there that, you know, if you really understand the message, okay, you will claim your double portion of Teochew porridge. And you will come for today's service, okay, because it's a double portion. And, and I, I felt that, you know, even as we enter into 2023, it is the Lord's heart to want to bless us so that we can be a blessing to the people out there. 1st of January falls on Sunday this year. And I'm so glad to see all of us worshipping the Lord and being found in the God's house on the 1st of Jan because it is important, right, to start our year right with God. Isn't it true? And uh, every year in this season, as we start the year, I would always ask this question. How many of us are prepared for the year ahead? How many of us are prepared for 2023? And it's even more important to us uh, in this year because there is no intervening weekend between Christmas and New Year. Okay, we've just celebrated Christmas and before we know it, 2022 is over (laughs) and we are headed into a new year. And so we got to prepare our hearts, and the Lord is preparing our hearts to receive all the good things He has for us 
in 2023. Amen? Now, in 2021, fast for, uh, rewind backwards, okay? When we were still coming out of that pandemic, 2021, very much, um, you know, with the, the different measures still in place, I think I shared with all of us that the, the dominant emotion we are feeling is languishing. Languishing, right? That word where we are, seem to be looking through a foggy windshield. It is an emotion of joylessness, of aimlessness. It's an emotion of stagnation, of a certain hollowness and emptiness that we are facing in 2021. Last year, as we headed back into some uh, semblance of normalcy in 2022, experts have tried to make sense of 2022 and they have said that for 2022, the dominant emotion is probably that of being overwhelmed. That of being overwhelmed. And isn't it true that because our digital realm have, have actually expanded exponentially during COVID, you know, and you, you, you can't go out of the house, the only way you can engage is through online, right? So podcasts, Netflix, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. But in 2022 last year, as the meetings in person increase exponentially, we suddenly has this sense of being overwhelmed with commitments. Now, what is ahead in 2023? The signs seem to suggest that it's going to be a challenging year ahead. For one, we know that in our society, we face different issues, bread and butter issues, rising cost of living, inflation, okay? The Tau Sapia suddenly become 1180. Rising interest rates, my gosh, mortgage rates have risen to more than 4%. And there was a Today Youth Survey done last year, end of last year, where they surveyed many young people. Uh, some of them are starting young families. Some of them are working. And they, the outcome of the survey, the conclusion is that there is uh, uh, worries over the mental health of youth because uh, we talk about cost of living is the main source of mental health struggle. And our youth worry over healthcare and everyday expenses. And about a third of respondents polled in the survey said that they were mentally unwell or only slightly well in 2022. And that the cost of living in Singapore was the main source of concern for those who admitted to struggling mentally. And it has to do with the rising cost of living. We hear of rumours that there is recession looming in the background, especially for the US and of, in the UK. And in this climate where there's full of dark clouds, full of pessimism and uncertainty, we need to look into God's Word. The Prime Minister, just fresh off the oven yesterday, says that Singapore must be united and brace itself for troubled times. So brothers and sisters, how can we position ourselves in 2023? That in the midst 
of the ecosystem in the midst of this gloomy outlook that we can truly prosper in the Lord. To see life, blessings and fruitfulness flow out, ooze out of our lives, of our marriage, into our community. It's a time where we need to come back to the Lord's Word and align ourselves with God's purposes for us and as a church. In John 15 verse 16, it, the Lord says, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. I believe that is God's heart for us. Even in 2023, even when we face troubled times, the Lord has commanded us, has mandated us, have commissioned us to be fruit-bearing. Can I hear an amen? So I went into the, book, the, the Word of God and I asked the Lord, Lord, is there a word in season for us as a church to prepare us for what you are about to do? And the Lord showed me from the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. You know, Deuteronomy, uh, the book consists of two words. The first is Deutero, which means second, and the word nomos means the law. It is called the second law. If you piece up these two words together, it was the law that was given for the second time and it was written around 1406 BC at the end of 40 years of wandering in the wilderness for the Israelites. And could we have uh, the map shown? The Israelites were wandering in the desert. They came out of Egypt on the left-hand side uh, and they came down, they left, crossed the Red Sea all the way down to Mount Sinai, which is near the bottom of the map. And then they went, headed up and left to this place, which is marked number 12 at Kadesh Barnea. It was an 11-day journey to Kadesh Barnea. But, you know, we know the story because of their lack of faith, because they failed to trust God and in His promises. They ended up wandering, wandering and meandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Okay, they made their way to the right and then down and then upwards and then they found themselves in the land of Moab, in this place called Shittim, overlooking Jericho, overlooking the city of Gilgal. And there they were, camped on the east side of the Jordan, on the plains of Moab. They were on the verge of finally entering the promised land at the end of 40 years. They finally were to enter the land that was promised centuries ago to their forefathers that it will be yours. It was a defining moment for the nation of Israel. And I've entitled today's message as Seizing the Defining Moment. The Israelites were headed into a new season. And God was preparing them for this new move. They will finally conquer the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. 
and the children who left Egypt and those that were born along the way, they were young adults. They were, you know, still young and they did not take part in the first covenant ceremony 40 years ago at Mount Sinai. And the law was recited to them and given to them a second time to prepare them so that they would be successful and prosperous in the promised land. And I just want to invite all of us to stand as we read these sacred portions of Scripture together in Deuteronomy 1, verses 19 to 38. And we will draw lessons for us together as a church. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 19 to 38, together. Then, as the Lord our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through all that vast and dreadful wilderness that you have seen. And so we reached Kadesh Barnea. Then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Then all of you came to me and said, let us send men ahead to spy out the land for us and bring back a report about the route we are to take and the towns we will come to. The idea seemed good to me, so I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshkol and explored it. Taking with them some of the fruit of the land, they brought it down to us and reported, it is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say, the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. When the Lord heard what you said, He was angry and solemnly swore, no one from this evil generation shall see the good land I swore to give your ancestors except Caleb, son of Jephunneh. He will see it and I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Because of you, the Lord became angry with me also and said, you shall not enter it either, but your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will enter it. Encourage him because he will lead Israel to inherit it. Let's pray together. Father, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for this word, God, that you have put in our hearts, Lord. Father, I just pray, God, that, Lord, you sow this word into our hearts, that, Lord, let our hearts be of good soil, Lord Jesus, to understand your word, Lord, Father, and to apply your word, not just be hearers, but doers of your word. That, God, your word will bring forth a harvest of righteousness, 30, 60, and 100 fold. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Please have a seat.
We read the first chapter, quite a number of verses in the book of Deuteronomy. Now, what is the main trust? What is the main message of this book called Deuteronomy? And I frame it as such. It is be faithful to God's plan for your life. It's as simple as that. Be faithful to God's plan for your life. That's the message of Deuteronomy. Because God is a God that will keep His promise to bless the nation of Israel if they remain faithful to Him. That's what Moses was trying to tell the Israelites. And because the Israelites, many of them were too young when the law was given for the first time 40 years ago, so there was a need to review the law at the doorstep of this promised land. And it was a message to urge this new generation to recovenant with their God, to recommit themselves to God's ways so that they will no longer meander in their journey. You see, friends, COVID has disoriented us in many ways. Some of us could be still finding our bearings. But you know what? I just want to release this word to River Life that we are headed into the promised land. As a church, amen? We are headed into the promises of God as a church and we are leaving no one behind. The Lord desires us to experience the spiritual harvest that He has promised us. But we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful. Now, being faithful requires us to remember three things from the passage that we just read. I'm just going to share with you three things, three important things for us to remember as we start 2023. The first is walk in God's mandate. Walk in God's mandate. And Moses was reviewing the journey all the way from, uh, from Egypt to, to Mount Sinai and to Kadesh Barnea. And that whole process from, from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea took 11 years. Uh, sorry, took 11 days. That was uh, to test whether you're awake or not. But they took 40 years instead. They took 40 years instead to enter the promised land. Okay, why was that so? Moses was trying to explain, okay? Moses was trying to tell them. You see, at Kadesh Barnea, if we could flesh it out, Deuteronomy 1, verses 19 to 21, at Kadesh Barnea, you look at verse 21, the Lord gave Israel their mandate. There was a mandate that was given to the sons of Israel to, to take possession of the promised land. And God says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And what is this mandate about? What is possessing this promised land about? To understand a bit more, we go back to Exodus, okay, the book of Exodus 19, verse 3 to 6. If you can read those verses, and they were at Mount Sinai, and they were taken out from Egypt, out of sin and bondage. They were carried, literally by God, on eagle's wings, 
to God's presence and God called him to himself. That's the first destination. And God then called the sons of Israel his treasured possession. That is their identity. They were to be called a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. They were called to display God's holiness to the nations around them, to the pagans around them, to those idolatrous nations around them. They were called witness to God's character. They were called to witness His goodness, His power. How a nation who follows God can be so blessed and shine so brightly. We have that same mandate, brothers and sisters. Last week, we heard the testimony of Pastor Benny Prasad. He received a mandate from God. You know, he struggled as a, as a young child. He struggled as a youth. He failed to meet his parents' expectations and because of the pressure that the education system put on him, he wanted to commit suicide at the age of 60 until he heard the audible voice of God. He was given the wrong medication and because of that, he had rheumatoid arthritis and only 40% lungs. And his dream was, he told God, his dream was to only travel to one country. The Lord says, Benny, I have a plan for you. I have a mandate for you. I want you to travel to every country by 2010. And I want you to share the gospel of hope to every people group in, in these countries. And Benny, he took hold of that mandate seriously. And he, the Lord fulfilled it gloriously with an Indian passport, without him incurring any debt, without him borrowing or using the credit card. Brothers and sisters, we have that same mandate. The believer's mandate, what are we called to be and to do? We are called to behold God's presence and reveal God's glory. Amen? In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So the Spirit transforms us as we are saved into His image, into ever-increasing glory, so that when people look at us, they see a glorious replica of the Lord and His glory. And the Christian mandate is not about us primarily. It's about God whom we represent and for New Testament believers, for each and every one of us, that is the promised land. We are called to behold God's presence. We are called to review God's glory. We are called to be salt and light of the earth. We are called to witness to God's goodness, His character, His love and His righteousness so that people may see and believe that there is a great God. That is our general mandate. And of course, it looks different to every believer because some of us, we have different calling. Some of us are called into business. Some of us are called into government. Some of us are called into the arts and entertainment 
industry, but wherever God has placed us, we have that mandate to bring God's presence, to bring God's blessings, to bring the fruitfulness into our families, into our workplaces, into our community, and into the nations. Jesus knew his mandate. He came with a specific purpose to die for our sins. Paul knew his mandate, that is to preach the gospel to a specific group of people called the Gentiles. The disciples all knew their mandate because they gave their lives to fulfill their mandate. It is important to know our mandate because our mandate ends up being our compass. And the Lord has given us talents, giftings, and passion to fulfill our mandate. The worst thing we can do is to chase someone else's mandate. So the first thing that I want to share with all of us is that we've got to find our mandate. Find our mandate. Where is that promised land? Because when we walk in God's mandate, you live in God's purpose. Some of us could have deviated from God's mandate. We have meandered into the wilderness. The Israelites has to be disciplined for that. They have to go through that wilderness journey and God took 40 years to teach them the consequences of meandering, of deviating away from that mandate. Today, even when we talk about your mandate, are you facing fear? Some of us could be fearful of the mandate that God has given us. Some of us could be distracted distracted by the things, by the concerns, by the worries of this world. But I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us again about the mandate God put in you. And I'm glad to tell you, don't be a Jonah. Don't be a Jonah. Because it will cause you unnecessary detours when you swim against the currents of God's mandate. The second thing that I want to share with you Second lesson that the Israelites learned on this 40-year journey is to focus on the promise and not the problem. Focus on the promise and not the problem. Deuteronomy 1 verse 26 to 27. We see these verses. And that is the indictment against Israel. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord hates us. So He brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. And Moses was tracing that 40-year journey. And it is that point where the Israelites stumbled. Because 40 years ago, they came to Moses with a plan. They said, that, let's send out 12 spies to spy out the land. And the reason why they wanted to spy out the land was never to decide whether to go up and take the land. The reason why they went up to spy the land was to find out which way, by what means are we taking the land, by what means are we going to conquer the land. And the 12 spies came back. They all said, 
this is a good land that the Lord is giving us. They were all in agreement with that. This is a good land that the Lord is giving us. But why were they unwilling? Why did they rebel against the command? Why did they grumble in their tents and say, the Lord hates us? The Lord, you know, in Singaporean language, the Lord wants to sabo us. Why did they come up with that response? What was the problem? In verse 28, we see the problem. They were fixated on the problem. They say, where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. The stand spies have managed to fill their brothers with fear. They said, the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. What was the mistake that the Israelites made? You see, they focused on the problem. They focused on the problem because the 10 spies caused a bad report to be spread to the people. They saw themselves as grasshoppers in the face of their enemies because what was before them, they were giants, nine feet tall, and they know that in the natural, we will be taken for breakfast. You see, brothers and sisters, when we walk in our mandate, it doesn't mean that there will be no problems. God did not promise us a problem-free life. In fact, when you become a Christian, your problems sometimes get bigger. Your challenges sometimes get bigger. Your difficulties sometimes get bigger because the enemy wants to stop you from fulfilling your mandate. The enemy wants to stop you from possessing your promised land. And so the enemy will send temptation. The enemy will send opposition. The enemy will send tribulation into our midst. What is the solution? Look at the next verse, which is the promise. God always answers a problem with a promise. In verse 29 to 31, Moses said to them, do not be terrified, do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. Brothers and sisters, you face problems before you. Work problems, marriage problems, perhaps even financial problems. Being a Christian doesn't mean you deny this problem. It doesn't mean that you escape into another world. Yes, we acknowledge these problems. But being a Christian means denying these problems a place of influence in your life. You've got to deny these problems a place of influence in your life. You shouldn't allow the fear or the distractions to disrupt God's plan for your lives. So Joshua and Caleb 
and Moses. This is a group, a minority who understood what it means to focus on God's promises and not on our problems. God's promise pulls us up to a higher reality because the presence of God, some of us need to know that, the presence of God goes before us as we walk in our mandate. The Lord will fight for us even as we possess that promised land. The Lord will carry us through all the problems, all the difficulties before us. You know, last year, um, it was rather unexpected, but I answered God's call to come in and be acting senior pastor so that my beloved brother and sister, brother and Pastor Ben, Pastor Dyden can go for a ministry break so that they can be recharged, they can be refreshed and come back to lead us again. You see, I received this call, I received this mandate, but you know what? I did not receive any training as a pastor in my life. For one, I never went to Bible school, I never went to seminary. When I come in, I'm like a fish out of water. It was a very humbling experience for me. It was totally out of my comfort zone. And do you think river life got problems? What do you think? <laughs> Some say small church, small problem, big church, big problem. Of course we have problems. And amidst everything that's moving, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm preaching, you know, quite a fair bit and then with all the planning, all the stuff, getting to know them better, trying to help them understand my heart and understand their heart as well. I've got to trust God in this whole process. And I told God, God, you know, I'm so inadequate for this job. But if you want me to jump, I'll jump. You know, you want me to run, I'll run. If you want me to, to shout, I'll shout. You want me to crawl, I'll crawl. You see, the only condition for entering the promised land is willingness. It's willingness. The Israelites, why did they fail to enter the promised land? It was not because of their lack of gifting. It was not because of their lack of experience. They were just slaves a month ago in Egypt. They had nothing to give to God, but they were called. So the only thing to qualify us for that mandate is our willingness. I could feel the Lord's presence even as I take on this role. I could feel the Lord's empowerment. I could feel the Lord's anointing. And despite all my inadequacies, despite all my weaknesses, the Lord can use me. That's what I discovered. Yes, it's a humbling journey, but in the same vein, will we allow God to take us out of our comfort zone in 2023? We are anchored by God's promises and many a times the Lord promised me that it will be okay. So I told Pastor Ben and Dinah, don't worry, you know, we will hold the fort. 
have a good break. And I'm so glad that they come back recharged, refreshed, and I'm easing my way out as I hand over the responsibility. Back to Pastor Ben. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give us a good hand. Give the Lord a big hand. You know, and uh, the third thing I want to share with us, okay, the third thing, okay, is follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Okay, follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Even as we close with this point, you know, Israel came back from this spying trip. The 12 spies, they couldn't see the weaknesses of the enemy. They came up, they said, you know what? There is no way that we can enter it in their own natural minds. Because there were no weaknesses. The cities are all fortified. They were well guarded. And our enemies are nine foot tall. They are numerous. We are slaves. We can't win. And they came back dejected. And Moses had this to say in verse 32. In spite of God's promises, okay, you did not trust in the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. So none of you will see the good land I swore to your ancestors except Caleb. He will see it and I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Brothers and sisters, do you see that? In 2023, will we learn to follow the Lord wholeheartedly? Caleb, six times in the Bible, the Bible says, Caleb followed the Lord wholeheartedly. No one saw the good land except Caleb. Ultimately, brothers and sisters, our mandate has to flow from our relationship with God. Caleb understood that you cannot be fruitful without intimacy with God. The endeavors that God called us to has to be cradled by our encounter with God. And whatever situations you find yourself in, this is God's promise for you. God will go ahead of you on your journey. God will send the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And He will search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. Amen? We will no longer meander without direction. So now, I have this verse in Deuteronomy 8. Okay? So, follow the Lord with all our heart. Don't be half-hearted. You know, Pastor Ben was saying, don't be double-minded. Okay? Dunk your whole body in God's river because the river is flowing out in 2023. Amen? You know, the river is flowing out in 2023. That, we will cover that in our vision series in February. Okay? Deuteronomy 8, verse 7 to 9. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, 
and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills. The only word that is not there is river, okay? Brooks, streams, and springs, they are synonyms, synonyms for the river. Okay, the river will gush out into the valleys and hills. God's presence will gush out into your lives. And as you move out of your comfort zone, you know, you'll see the harvest. In verse 8, a land with wheat, barley, vines, fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey. Seven crops that the land of Israel harvests. Seven meaning the number of perfection. So you will see the harvest in your lives. You will bear fruit of every crop as you trust in God's promise, as you, you know, jump into God's river, the river of God's presence will gush out of your life and you will receive fruitfulness in every area. You will receive miraculous provision in every area. What does it mean to follow God wholeheartedly? Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 to 20. It says, I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, and by holding fast to Him, for this is your life and the length of your days. By loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, and to hold fast to Him, to cling to Him and not to the world. Brothers and sisters, even as we start 2023 on the right footing, I just want to share with us just three things we could do practically in this journey of following God. Just three practical things we could do. The first is to come physically to worship God every Sunday. Come physically to worship God, enjoy His presence, receive the Word of God as your strength, as your manner, and be empowered to serve. That's one. Number two, be connected to a cell group. Okay, be connected to a cell group because we all need community to hold us accountable, to support us in this journey as we enter into the promised land together. Number three, Serve the Lord in ministry. Serve the Lord in ministry. Even as I invite the worship team to come up. You know, following God invariably means what? It means making sacrifice. It will inconvenience us, but it will also give us fulfillment and great joy. The book of Deuteronomy, the Israelites learn something about God. It was something profound that God is a God of second chances. God is a God of second chances. And that's why the sons of Israel were given a second chance to enter the promised land after 40 years. And they were called to seize that defining moment in their lives. Some of us sitting here, you could be having this thought that God has disqualified you because you have failed in some way. You have failed God. You have messed up. 
But I want to tell you that God has not given up on you. God has not given up on us. And He will take you into the promised land. In the same way that He redeemed you, He will restore you. Let's stand as a church to sing this response song to God. River Life, I want you to be reminded of our mandate as a church that we are called as a river of life to bring life, to bring transformation to everywhere God has called us to. And the river needs to flow up. And we are going to enter into the promised land together. Amen? Say, together we will enter the promised land. Amen. So come, let's come and worship the Lord and we will ask for a response in a moment's time. If you're calling me, I will answer. If you're bidding me to come, and I will come. And if you're leading me into deeper waters, may I not refuse. If you are calling me, if you are calling me, I will answer. If you are bidding me to come, I will come. If you are leading me into deeper waters, may I not refuse. Jesus, Jesus, I come, I surrender, all for your glory I give my life, here in this moment I'm forever, I am yours, if you're drawing me, if you're drawing me closer, if you're lifting me higher, if you're bringing me into greater purpose, may I not be Brothers and sisters, I don't know how your 2022 and the years before ended, 
But I just want to let you know, and I believe this verse is for us, even as we head into 2023. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 29. The Lord your God, who is going before you, will fight for you as He did for you in Egypt, before your very eyes and in the wilderness. In 2023, you will experience the miraculous and the supernatural empowerment of God that the Lord fights for you in your every situation. Some of us are carrying a great momentum into 2023. The 2023 was really good and I will encourage you to continue to walk in that mandate the Lord has given you. For some of us, 2022 may look like a wilderness season. There are things that we are struggling with. There are things that cause us to enter into that dry season. But you know what? The wilderness is not the final destination for you. The promised land is. Amen? You know, I went through a wilderness season. Got into, that was many years ago, more than 15 years ago. Got into a relationship that I shouldn't be getting into. And the Lord took me out of that. Very broken, very hurt. Very bitter. And for that 18 months, I was having that wilderness journey. God was dealing with things in my heart. God was sanctifying me. God was taking away all this uncleanness in my heart and putting His righteousness in me. And at the end of 18 months, it was the 18 months where I saw only black and white. At the end of 18 months, something happened. I met my wife. And when I met my wife, I said, that is God's promised land for me. Because she put the colours back into my life. Amen. You know, brothers and sisters, we talk about starting the year right. You know, and if you have your spouse beside you, can you give him a nudge, hold your spouse's hand and say, we're entering the promised land together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're entering the promised land together. So I just want to, to you know, the Lord's message, you know, I, I just want to, you know, ask for a response today. If that is you and if that is your desire, would you come to the front, you know, and rededicate, recommit your lives. If you have your spouse with you, come together to the front together, okay, and rededicate your lives to God together, okay? Shall we do that? Let's sing this, the chorus one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I come. Jesus, I come. I surrender. All for your glory I give my life. Here in this moment I'm marked forever. Jesus, I come, I 
Dios. We say yes to living everything. Yes to leaving everything behind. Yes to forsaking everyone and right. Yes to living out the sum of your desires. I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for your mandate for every river lifer. I thank you for your mandate for every family that's represented here. I thank you for your mandate for every marriage that's represented here. And I thank you for your mandate, Lord, for our church, for the community and the nations that we have called to touch and to reveal your glory. This morning, Lord, we say yes. Yes to your mandate. Yes to going out of our comfort zone. Yes to following you wholeheartedly in 2023 and the years beyond. So Lord, we rededicate our lives to you this morning, the 1st of January. 2023. We recommit our lives and our marriages to you and our children to you. Lord, take this sacrifice of praise, of recommitment. Lord, and I pray for your supernatural blessings, fruitfulness, miraculous provision, supernatural empowerment to be with us for this year even as we experience this spiritual harvest even as we experience entering into the promised land together as a church we thank you we love you in Jesus most precious name we pray Amen would you give the Lord a big hand Hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Lord again 
holding your spouse's hand, shall we receive the benediction from the Lord together. And the love of God our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the sweet presence, the fellowship and empowerment of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us, even as we leave this sanctuary until we meet again. In Christ's most precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you need prayer, the altar is open. Okay, and uh, the pastors and the elders will pray for you. So to, to come down to the altar to get prayed for. See you next weekend. Thank, Thank you, Elder E. Young, for that, that um, wonderful message. Uh, shall we just hang on for a minute? Hang on for a minute. One minute. Church, let's hang on for a minute. Wherever you are. Just hang on for a minute. Let me pray for the singles here as well, those who are singles. Yes. Heavenly Father, we pray for singles who are here. And we pray singles will follow you wholeheartedly as couples. Every single person here will be single-minded for you, Lord. Wholeheartedly for you. Bless every single person here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the River Life Podcast. We hope that you've encountered Jesus through the Word. If you'd like to connect with community or find out more about River Life Church, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or head on over to riverlife.org.sg. God bless and have a great week ahead.